guesses on the text line as to why Bill Clinton, uh, the painting, Bill Clinton in a blue dress and red high heels that Jeffrey Epstein had in his $56 million home. Nobody knows. Mm. Very weird. Sexy Bill. Does it's it sexy old Bill, not like young, robust, bulbous-nosed, rapey Bill, allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. And the uh, the market's bouncing back, so... If a cable news host told you yesterday you were going to starve and your 401k was gone, it's back. Yeah, we'll so, be back soon. Yeah, if the uh, coverage of the economy had driven you near suicide, please rethink it. Everybody's going to be fine. Might take a little time. So maybe you've seen this video. We need to post the video. Have we at armstrongandgetty.com? Give us 10 minutes. We'll get it up for you. Um, That's well, that's an unfortunate choice of words. Um. So, listen, on a, on a more serious note than my own harassment of myself, perhaps you've seen the video. A, a, a woman, a, a young woman, is attempting to return home to her apartment in San Francisco, California. Outside the door of her apartment building, and you can see this quite clearly on the uh, high-definition color security camera, she is accosted by a man who, you know, we can go ahead and tell you, um, was saying incoherent things. Come with me. I'm trying to save your life. Meanwhile, demanding her money, her keys, and her iPhone, it was a bizarre and violent robbery as he attacked her, groped and rubbed on her, Tackled her to the ground as she fought for her life. The female security guard in the apartment complex, frantically, you can see her dialing her mobile phone, trying to get 911 dialed up. She finally runs out, phone in hand, and attempts to render aid to this woman who is literally fighting for her life. The the most serious terror she will probably ever know. At some point, they're able to loosen the grasp of this lunatic on the woman and struggle back inside where they hold, try to hold the door against him. He pulls it open easily. The attack recommences. Finally, they get back inside and hurriedly lock the door and are safe. Thank God he didn't have a weapon of some sort. Oh, my God. It's absolutely terrifying. Boy, once you realize somebody was stone cold crazy, his whole come with me, I'm going to protect you or whatever, then you really... Right. There's no no reasoning with them. Right. Well, and as I'm sure you can attest, Jack, if somebody who is obviously mentally ill engages in a violent attack, the fact that, oh, that's a shame about them, doesn't change the violence. Right. Or the horror or the effects of it. Um, And and some of what I told you is going to be restated in the news account you're about to hear. Um, Does a, uh, Hanson, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask, does the news account, is that up to date that mentions... Oh, yeah, that's right. So here's what you need to know. This guy who staged this awful, violent attack, they found him and apprehended him. And because it is San Francisco, they let him go. What? And he's back on the streets. Let him go why? What's the reasoning? Let's take a listen. I've never felt so unsafe in my life. Panice, who asked us not to give her last name, says she is scared and angry that the man she says attacked her in the surveillance video was released from jail Wednesday morning. 
just three days after the incident. Police have identified the suspect as Austin James Vincent, who has no known local address. Panice says she's recovering from the bruises left on her hands and body, but that she can't escape the trauma. It's all over my mind. I can't stop thinking about the fact that this man is free after what he did to me. Free despite being charged with false imprisonment, attempted robbery, and two counts of battery. And free despite a public safety assessment done by the San Francisco Pre-Trial Diversion Project, which recommended that Vincent remain in custody. It handles pre-trial assessments. Their workup is done based on a number of factors, including age, criminal history, and past failure to appear in court. You enter the information and there's an algorithm that determines the recommendation. And in this case, it was released not recommended. But the judge did release Vincent on the condition that he checks in with the case manager here at the project's office on a regular basis. The 25-year-old was not ordered to wear a monitoring device. What is preventing him from attacking another woman tonight? Get on drugs, get high again. It's unbelievable. Benice says she was notified by the district attorney's office after Vincent was released. She says she blames the city for not cracking down on criminal behavior. What are they waiting for? What are they even doing? They have one responsibility, that's to protect us. The Don't reason... you realize we have more people in jail than even China and Saudi Arabia? The reason we bring you these stories is uh, as a warning. I'm begging you, no matter where you live, whether it's the Bay Area or you're dealing with this stuff and may not have understood how insane it's gotten, or you live elsewhere where these progressive policies are making their way into your local politics, or, as is the case in a lot of the Western U.S., uh, Californians are moving to where you are. I'm looking at you, Arizona. I'm looking at you, Idaho. I'm looking at you, Nevada. And they're bringing those beliefs with them. You need to fight this sort of, we're decriminalizing crime because it's all about the capitalist patriarchy. And these people only steal because of income inequality. You've got to fight this stuff. Build schools, not prisons. Oh, my God. It is so dangerous and so awful. That poor, poor woman. She Mm. will never be the same. And there is a choice made day after day, week after week by the governments in your towns. Are we here for law-abiding, tax-paying, honest citizens? Or are we here to, to, to masturbate our own egos by acting like the most compassionate people on earth toward the downtrodden who happen to be violent, drug-addicted vagrants? Well, that's been answered already. It's the latter. Well, right. That, that's that's You've got to wake up. There's more with this poor woman. Go ahead. Uh, the clip about her plans with her husband. Before I got the call this morning, I thought that I was recovering. I thought that I was okay and safe. After this call, we are moving. I just told my husband, we're moving out of San Francisco. I don't want to be in a city knowing that they could be criminals anywhere. Any inch, every inch of the city could be filled with criminals that are not getting any, they're not getting punished. They're just back on the streets. So I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah, that's what changes your perspective, having been through something not as horrific, thank God, but pretty terrible that my kids still talk about when a homeless guy uh, approached us at a restaurant and was screaming, uh, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to rape your children, I'm going to blank and kill you, and I had to stand up to get him away, and he's screaming and my kids are crying and everything like that. The fact that he was out, I don't know because I never got an answer, but he was out within a couple of days. 
So well, and this is a guy who would committed vi- multiple violent acts in other places. In in my case, yeah, this guy yeah. he beat up an old woman at a drive-through and stuff like that. So a guy can walk up to a family outside on a patio at a restaurant and scream, "I'm gonna have to kill you! I'm gonna kill you! Rape your children!" And if I hadn't stood up, I don't know if he'd attack them or whatever. Right. And I, I don't know. It was an awful situation. I don't even like to think about it. And my kids still get very upset about it, but. What she just said is so troubling. When they get out right away and you realize, wow, any of these people around here could have attacked somebody last night and they would be out today. Right. And I don't have any idea. You have this assumption. I'd always had this assumption. You do that sort of thing. Well, you're going to jail and they're off the street. And at least I don't have to worry about them. If they're obviously dangerous. They've committed violent acts. No, they could be right back out in a day or two and just walking around. They're the guy sitting over there on the corner. With the asking you for change, right. he attacked or, or somebody last at night. The fire hydrant. Yeah, right. He attacked somebody last night, and he's out today. When you realize that, it's damaging to your psyche. It makes you really look at everybody you pass by. Are you one of them? Are you one of the people that has a history of violence and attacking people that, for whatever reason, we let walk the streets? It's L- troubling. Last clip, please. I was attacked, and that man attacked me. It's on video. There's no. What else does the city needs to see for proof? To know that this man is a danger to all, all of us. Can you imagine? There's undeniable proof he has committed a terrible act of violence. Immediate. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's unavoidable. He is a, a, a junkie and a vagrant and out of his mind. That guy isn't held. Right. Because crime has been decriminalized. Who will be held? Hey, uh, uh, San Francisco authorities, judge, what's the judge's name? Can you get me that judge's name? And don't dox him or freaking threaten him, you lunatics. But, sir, what if he'd killed her? What if he'd raped her? What if he'd merely raped her? What if when he tackled her to the pavement, she'd cracked her head and has brain damage now? Because that happens all the time. What if she was in the hospital right now? Getting pressure relieved on her brain because she had a, a hematoma. Pressure on her brain from a brain from a bleeding in the skull. What then, your honor? He committed the same act? She was just incredibly lucky, and, and credit to that uh, female security guard who came out, because she, I mean, there wasn't much she could do, especially with one hand as she was trying to get the cops on the phone, but she waded in, God bless her. I mean, that's mm. that's some courage or desperation. What would that guy have had to do, your honor, to be kept away from the women and men and children of San Francisco? I'm just kind of curious. Is he a part of the homeless population? Do we know that? He's got no known address. Okay, so he's part of the homeless population. He's a vagrant junkie. He's a freaking junkie! So here's, here's Get him what, off the streets! Here's what my message is. And so uh, uh, dealing with the homeless situation where I live, I was told by the compassionate crowd that you're looking at those people and judging them before you know it. I'm telling you, based on my experience and what you just heard, you need to go, you need to do the opposite of what you used to do, where you just kind of were neutral. You need to assume every person you, this is what I do. I assume every person I pass might be a violent lunatic because of my own personal experience. And you have to look at them that way as you walk toward your car or into the business and keep your eye on them. Do the opposite of what the, 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 the snowflake unicorn riders are saying. No, you need, you can't judge these people. You know, they're just hardworking. No, 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 no. When you know you've got a system that lets violent people back out within a day. Right. You, You've got to look at everybody you pass there sitting on the street who looks crazy and dangerous as a potential threat to you. You have to for right. your own safety, especially if you got your kids with you. And credit to KTVU San Francisco for that excellent report. Well done, guys. Nice job.
and uh, and our our sympathies to the woman, the victim. How crazy a society is that? I know, I know. Explain I'm, that to any society, any point in time, anywhere on earth, right? That a guy could get away with that, and you'd be out. It's just insane. Right. Yep. Warning, my friends. Warning. Armstrong and Getty. Jay-Z and Will Smith have a new app that's like Airbnb for camping. There's already an app that helps you wake up hungover in the dirt at 7 a.m. It's called Tinder. <laughs> wow. Wow is right. Did he say Will Smith and Jay-Z have a camping app? That's right, Joe. <laughs> the, uh, the very setup of the joke is amazing. Interesting. So Jeffrey Epstein had a couple of broken bones in his neck. That are more consistent with homicide than suicide, but not exclusively so. More consistent, you say. So, they're consistent with suicide. Just less. Hmm. (laughs) Da right. Da right. (laughs) But more importantly, and more uh, uh, bizarre, Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton Hanging in his home. Yes, his he did. His $54 million home. And that's one of his many homes. But not just a painting of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is in a tight-fitting blue dress, red high heels, lounging on a chair with his legs thrown over the side of the chair. Kind of a... What? Naughty little minx, aren't you? Oh, my. I know that look. What? <laughs> what a vixen. Um, and he's pointing at the viewer. For some reason. and yeah, Check it out at armstrongandgetty.com. And nobody has an explanation as to what the hell that means. I mean, some people are jumping to various conclusions about clearly Bill was part of the whole pedophile thing. I it doesn't seem like they're friends and in on something. It seems like it's... As Sean said earlier, do you think Bill would have been amused or happy to see that painting? I mean, it doesn't seem like something he would have enjoyed. <laughs> oh, good one, old Epstein buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, so you have, so you have commissioned a painting of me in a blue dress and high heels, and you put it in the entryway of your $54 million home. That's hilarious. Oh, that is so you. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably wouldn't dig that. Oh, it's a great likeness. Appreciate that. <laughs> I can't imagine. I think you would be dumbstruck. You would, uh, it would take a while to just get your, your bearings if you walked in and saw a painting of yourself reclining in a sexy dress and pumps in your friend's house. So Trump and Epstein were tight and f- friends and partied, and then something happened, and Trump threw him out of Mar-a-Lago and says he hasn't spoken to him in 15 years. I wonder if something similar happened with Bill. Like, okay, I like the partying, I like the women around and everything like that. Whoa, whoa, you're a creepo. Right. Something happened, and then Epstein, oh, yeah? Screw you, and had this painting and hung it in his house to mock Bill to everybody that comes over. I wonder. The theory's been floated. It was showing that he was so, he had so much dirt on so many people, he could hang that in his house, and nobody could make him take it down or whatever. I just think he's a perv, and his life revolved around sexualizing everything. He's a complete sicko, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah, all kinds of... And some new interviews have emerged in which he said, quote, I know what I am, or I've come to accept what I am. 
Flaming Pervo. Yeah, well, that picture is something, I'll tell you that. Mm. They won't be selling a lot of reprints of that, I don't think. I don't know. You know, like Starry Starry Night, uh, very popular. No. Vincent Van Gogh. No, you're right. It is not going to be as popular as Starry Starry Night. You got your Renoirs, Daffodils. No, it's not going to be one of those. <laughs> What's the number one of those? Dogs playing poker doesn't count. Like a real painting, a classic painting that people get reprinted and, and hang on. Starry Night's pretty big. Uh, yeah, the, it's a big the, just the sunflowers from Van Gogh's pretty big. What's the one with the guy going, ah! Making the Macaulay Culkin face. Oh, the scream! scream. That yeah. was pretty. Yeah. yeah, who would want I, that in their house? Yeah. yeah, I've got several copies of the old farming. I want couple. that in my hall outside my children's bedroom when they have to go to the bathroom in the night. They'll see beautiful art. You have American Gothic, the farmer couple. Several copies. Yeah. Well, I try to keep one in each room. Wow. To what's that portray? Uh, it, the, it's the American. The hardship of the American farmer. Yes, exactly. That doesn't really seem like your theme. <laughs> it's good to remind myself of uh, corners of the, the country it's, I'm not in. It's grounding. Wow. Uh, that's something. We the people on this farm. That's right, Mitt. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? <laughs> the India-Pakistan dispute over Kashmir just took an ominous turn. Oh, that won't end badly. And new warnings about the damage social media is doing to your kids. Mm. Oh, another need, one? Yeah, do we need another warning? Yikes. Stay tuned. <laughs> Boy, we got on some heavy topics, and we're getting a lot of texts that are uh, not making me happy about my day, which is not what I want. I'm uh, wow. taking my kids to see Grandma and Grandpa today. We're doing a little uh, taking tomorrow off, and Joe's, Joe's going to be here taking on the hard news of the day. I'm actually not. Oh, you're not? No. Fake news. I am going Fake to, news. Yes, I am going indeed. to be getting snaked by a uh, gastroenterologist. Oh, really? Getting my colonoscopy. Mm. Yeah, and evidently you can't work that day because the stuff they give you to clean you out, I mean, you don't dare get more than 12 feet from your turlet. Really? That's right. That doesn't sound pleasant. Oh, they clean you out. Well, my reason for being honest is the day you're born. It is pleasant as uh, taking the boys to see Grandma and Grandpa, and they could not be more excited for this trip, and we're going to have a really, really good time. And and yet the texts are making you not happy. Right. Sorry to hear that. So I'm trying to ignore the texts. Good. Even though they're very heavy subjects and important stuff. Yes, yes, Michael? Are you going to tweet, Joe? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be live tweeting, uh, <laughs> both during the cleansing process, and yes. I'll be blogging the colonoscopy itself. <laughs> very nice. Uh, be, uh, blogging. Or vlogging. We need vlogging. Oh, boy, do we? We need <laughs> vlogging. we don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Let's get the uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Ah, geez, on an entirely different front, the different front... We have got an inversion warning update. An inversion warning update. The the yield curve inversion. Yield curve inversion. Hide your children. Shelter your pets. Run for your lives. We continue watching the yield curve inversion, and right now U.S. stocks have steadied themselves. Oh, don't be lulled into a false sense of complacency. On hope. You could still be... Crushed or burned or <laughs> torn apart by wild beasts. Uh, on something, hopes. something. I've just I've been watching cable news and I know I should be terrified. <laughs> the hope is that the strongest part of the U.S. economy, shoppers will continue spending at stores and online. But caution, but. caution continued to be the dominant force around the world as fears about a possible recession stalks 
the markets. You know, the whole battle between us and China to be the the, the, the dominant economy um, fits in with the whole Hong Kong protests and everything like that. If China does take back Hong Kong, they, they want Hong Kong because it's one of the centers of, of, of capital in the world. There's so much money being made and changing hands and so many of your gazillionaires live there and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, but, but I think they're misreading it. Is that w- when China takes over Hong Kong, it's going to stop being that. Right. All those companies are going to leave. All those people are going to leave. All the innovation's going to leave. A lot of it will. I'll be interested to right. watch it long term because China's such a big market. And, you know, business people don't care who's being oppressed nope. or jailed nope. or re-educated right. or whatever. That's a lot of business clear. people. Uh, but, yeah, there will be an enormous brain drain and capital drain and the rest of it. Back to the inversion, Michael. The inversion. Uh, it's a yeah, crisis. Yeah, 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 it's an inversion. And one of the things weighing heavily on the minds of investors, just what you were talking about, Hong Kong and China. President Trump has suggested trade talks. Trade talks with China can wait now until tensions in Hong Kong have eased. He is now tweeting. See, either good news or very bad. Act accordingly. He is now tweeting. Of course, China wants to make a deal. Let them work humanely, though, with Hong Kong first. So here's a note from uh, John from Oakland, who is a Wharton MBA. Isn't that where the president yep. went to business yeah. school yep. or whatever? Yeah. Yep. Uh, why there won't be a recession? Gents, three reasons. Number one, 60% of the S&P pays dividends uh, higher than 10-year treasuries. And it's widening as stock prices and rates both keep going down. That's so, what I thought, but I was afraid to say it. There are better places. I'm kidding, of course. Because inflation is low, <laughs> the Fed has room to lower rates. Analysts predicting 50% chance of three cuts of a quarter percent by the year end. Number three, with the election coming, no way Trump allows the trade war to continue into 2020. He'll make some kind of deal and uh, declare a huge win. We want deals. I hate hearing that. Sorry, this- Bill Maher, who was talking about how he wants a recession. Time to restock the Ritalin. <laughs> I hate to hear that the, 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 if, it, if he gives on the trade war, because this is America's only shot. There'll never be another president who's willing to take enough heat. To, uh, to to go through with this. Yeah, but maybe he cuts a deal, short-term deal, then, you know, nine months after the election, he's back at it. Ah, because he gets reelected. Right. That's what you're switcheroo. saying. Right. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm right. following. I'm tracking. By the way, is our, our inversion warning different than when we have a constitutional crisis? Somebody asked, what about our constitutional crisis horn? Well, we can hear that right now, uh, if yeah. you like. We have a constitution. This is just a drill. This is a drill. <laughs> <laughs> This is a drill of the Constitutional Warning Crisis Alarm System. The broadcasters in your area have joined together to warn of a constitutional crisis. So the this is only a test. The constitutional crisis is about Russia and Mueller and all that sort of stuff, if I remember well, right. We have one every couple of months. All right. I tuned in Rachel Maddow last night just for a couple of minutes. I'm just flipping through the news channel see what's happening. She was talking about Manafort and Russia... Oh, stop it. Honest to God. I oh, thought, stop no, it. is this a rerun? <laughs> Honest to God, she was talking about Manafort and Russian collusion and stuff. Wow. Huh. Wow. Yet another study has come out showing that social media is indeed linked to depression, particularly in teenage girls. The new research finds it's not just social media that causes the problem. Although it does expose girls to bullying, it also takes girls away from more health-positive activities like sleep and exercise. 
They're saying the combination of the bullying, of the self-criticizing, and getting away from doing other things physically is really, really taking its toll on teenage girls. I'm going to tell everyone a little online bullying there. Yep. And it also seems to have an impact on boys, but it is less pronounced. The study's been published in the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health Journal. So clearly true. The whole internet thing, the video games thing, the social media thing, it's it's like a, a shot of a false endorphin. It's like you're taking a happy drug instead of generating happiness. And that after a while... The rest of your psyche reacts to the fact that you've got nothing in you but a a drug. It's like if you only ate crap. Right. You know, I'm full, full, but I I ate crap. But usually you can't keep eating crap because your body kind of rejects it. You can only take in so much crap. Apparently, our minds have uh, endless ability to take in crappy calories of social media until we're suicidal. That's just troubling. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What have we gotten the most texts on in the last half hour? Joe's colonoscopy. Mm, fabulous. Many people. I'm inviting 50 listeners. Yeah, well, you should. Many <laughs> people just... begging that either Facebook Live or something, your colonoscopy. How about I write a song about it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and put it out by noon Saturday. And you said uh, you were told that the day of you need to be within 12 feet of a toilet. Somebody who's had this done said 12 feet away would be living dangerously. <laughs> yes, it, yes, indeed. Well, now, wait a minute. Marshall, did you spend the entire day just sitting on the throne? I was very, very magazines? close. I'll tell you, I hovered. Now, the day before yeah. you... You're getting you... pretty cocky if you're 12 full feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very <laughs> swift. Yeah, Get only... yourself a laptop with an extension cord. Yeah, right. yeah, but it only goes on four, five, six hours. Right. That's only. Yeah. Oh, please, with my lifestyle, that's a lot of Saturday mornings, honestly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, speaking of going to the bathroom, yeah. oh. it's catching on in your progressive cities. The modular public toilet. Allegedly, it, it keeps people from pupping on the streets. Uh, but the price tag, it will shock you. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Set me free, Investigators are saying that the guards at the jail holding sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein may have been asleep at the time of his death. Worse, they were asleep in their beds at home. <laughs> well, it's practically as bad as it was. And oh, boy. So beautiful uh, St. Helena. It's in the wine country. Of course, everywhere is the wine country in California. St. Helena is especially beautiful, though. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's like the North uh, Napa-type area, right? Um, too many towns. I've called for winnowing down to the number of towns in America. It's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> but they are imitating the city of Napa in purchasing a modular public restroom that self-cleans... And features soothing music and a voice that welcomes you. Hey. Good to see you. What can we do for you? Well, I'd like to uh, urinate. We can accommodate that. Why does a soothing voice have to welcome you? I don't know. Welcome to the toilet. Thank you. If you're still in there, though, after 10 minutes, the voice warns you that 
Time is passing. Ten minutes. I'm an older man. <laughs> get up and go, all right? Or go and get up, more likely. Uh, and the door is about to open, and then it does, ready or not. You get ten minutes in there. Part of that's because these things inevitably become, you know, small uh, houses of ill repute and or places for junkies to do their thing. But the good folks at Napa installed two of them. And so St. Helena, not far down the road, is saying, "Eh, let's give it a try and keep people from pooping on the street. Plus, you know, tourists could go in it and the rest of it. It's one hundred eighty thousand dollars, though, one hundred eighty thousand dollars, which is considered a bargain. Because to build a traditional public restroom would have cost about a half million dollars. Why? Now, I don't, I'll bet a, some of y'all live in a half million dollar house. With a really nice bathroom, several. Right, exactly. So, it's well, it's self-cleaning jack and it has a soothing voice to welcome you and tell you you're about to get shoved out. I don't want to be talked to in the bathroom. So, uh, I went, <laughs> how about through the door? You done in there? I get that every day. <laughs> Dad! Uh, Give me five minutes. Uh, So I went on a search for what else St. Helena, California could spend $180,000 on and and get. Uh, Choice number one is a five-bedroom, three-bath house. Yes, ironically, three baths. Over 3,000 square feet in beautiful Salem, Indiana, which is in southern Indiana, which is gorgeous. It's a hunter's paradise, lots of wildlife. Large home on uh, overlooking a stocked pond with many recent updates. So Saint Helena, I just love Indiana. Saint Helena, instead of a single toilet, you could have five beds and three baths in Salem, Indiana. Now I'll grant you, you'd probably have to fly to Chicago O'Hare and rent a car and somehow get to Salem, Indiana. And if you really have to go to the bathroom, that's an impractical solution, coupled with the fact that there are innumerable toilets along the way. But you could have this house. In Indiana. Or if you prefer, St. Helena, before you buy a single toilet, how about a loaded brand new Porsche 911 Turbo with all the extras, rocket ship, the handling, the status, the beauty. Or you could buy a toilet. Final choice, St. Helena. One dang toilet with a timer that throws up in the door no matter what's going on in there. You could have yourself a nine-seat Cessna 402C. That's right, your own airplane. Nine seats for you and your friends, you and your family, you and your golf buddies to travel around the world in twin-engine comfort. A Cessna 402C. Or you could get a toilet. Why are the prices so high in that stuff? Because it's taxpayers are paying for it, and whoever's building it can jack up the price to practically anything, and the city council will sign off on it. And... A little concerned about the jacking up going on inside the thing, but it's um the it's it's high tech, self cleaning, electronic, modular timer. Is that the... safe, secure? Is this the Portland Lou, or this is a step above the Portland Lou? They don't mention a uh, a brand name. I'll bet the it's the famous Portland Lou that cities try to get. Jack, I'm sorry, they do. It's the Exalou. Jupiter Platinum Twin Toilet. Okay, so if you're St. Helena, you need to be better than other towns, because they are better than other towns, um, and get fancier toilets. Right. Gotcha. You've, that's funny, because after the news is over in here, game shows come on, on our many TV monitors, and uh, that sounds kind of like something you'd 
Or you could have your own municipal toilet. The XLU <laughs> Jupiter Platinum Twin Toilet is the best on the market. It's valued at $180,000. Higher! Higher! <laughs> Lower! He's well, looking out at his yeah, wife, and she's got her hands on her face. She's so excited that they might win a municipal toilet. It's got a timer and a soothing voice that welcomes you. I'm going to say $5,000. Higher! <laughs> Enjoy your new toilet, St. Helena. <laughs> Sean gave me this, America's credit card debt by state. I thought it might be interesting to, to, to see if um, some states, uh, are, people just are much better with their money or, or t- carry less credit card debt. But it doesn't there are places vary. where income inequality is much more severe. It doesn't vary a whole lot, which I found kind of interesting on its own. Whether you're talking California or... I guess I guess it'd be a, a third, maybe. I was going to pick a really red state uh, right in the middle of the country, Kansas. On uh, Per capita, they, they carry just under $3,000 on their credit card. Oh, it's by amount? Yeah. Credit oh, card balance see, per capita. Because eh, cost of living is higher. You generally have higher wages. So the amount is less significant. You yeah, owe $6,000 in California. is very different than owing three, say, in Kansas. But it's about the same no matter where you go. Hmm. Really? It's a little higher in California? Okay. It's a little higher in the coast than it is in the middle, which all could be taken care of by what you just pointed out. So it's basically the same. Okay. That is interesting. Oh, I thought there would be cultural differences as to how much credit card debt people carried. But nope. We all decide we want to carry around three to $4,000 in credit card debt, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you combine that with even in blue states or, or, or way red states, it's not 90-10. Voting patterns or culturally, it's usually more like good point fifty five forty five, which is a landslide. So it kind of balances out. A couple of your headlines for the day are: the inversion thing was way overblown. The stock market went down quite a bit, but it's coming back today, and it's whatever. It's, Do you remember the Trump crash? Whether or not it's going to predict a recession, who knows? The day after the election, when the stock oh, yeah. market dropped by, or the Brexit crash, or any of the oh, other many crashes, t- terrible. That's why I'm wearing this barrel. Barrel with straps. Jeffrey Epstein had broken bones in his neck, which some people say makes it more likely it was a homicide than a suicide. Some people say, no, it doesn't. I've never thought it was a homicide. It's all whether or not he paid somebody off to allow him to kill himself under threat, Yeah, which is kind of a homicide-ish. Right. Or killed himself because he just didn't want to face the music. Right. Um, And you know what? So many of these things, whenever there's conspiracy theories afoot, and people assign all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, genius malfeasance, criminal genius and complex plots and the rest of it. No, Hashtag turn, Clinton body count. Turned out, <laughs> turns out it's almost, what? almost certainly just incompetence. Yep. At the people not doing their jobs. There's a government shock. workers sleeping on the job. Couldn't possibly be true. Um, Taking a nap. And the other big story of the day is that in Epstein's $54 million home, there was a painting of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton wearing a dress and red high heels. Why would you reclining sexily on a chair? Right when you walk in the door, it's right there in your fifty-four million dollar home where where you had the kind of money you could afford anything in the world. What you wanted your visitors to see, some of the most important people on the planet, you wanted them to see Bill Clinton in a dress and high heels. Why? Oh boy, was he just crazy? Did it mean something? Oh boy. Hey, speaking of bad people, this uh, story didn't get a lot of attention. Um. This uh, this gal worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office, and her son 
was a gangbanger in uh, in uh, New York. Well, her mom, working for the Justice Department, her name is uh, Tawana Hilliard. Um, she worked for the the Justice Department, the part that brings gangs and charges against gang members. She spent nine years working there, and she was informing uh, the gangs of who was a snitch. She would let the gangs know, hey, so-and-so is informing on you. Really? Or he's turned states. Um, yeah. And, uh, and and she and her son are now uh, going to the Hoosgow for a very long time. But she used her government-issued computer. She was a paralegal to expose snitches, witnesses who were providing authorities with information about gang activities, um, passed it along to her son, the gang banger. Um, and, uh, and she also outed her son's accomplice in a 2018 robbery. Uh, and they think that she did this for a long time. Wow. Now, it's not clear to me if anybody ended up dead or anything like that. Um, although one guy faced death threats and beatings and that sort of thing. So, yikes. Thanks for the help. Justice Department. Hmm. Why is Better Bill Clinton, screening needed. Why is Bill Clinton in a blue dress? Tell us. We need to know.